One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Tom Tolbert, Kelly Tripaka, Joey Devine, Sydney Lowe, Kurt Rambis, Sean Keen, Rex Chapman, musical guest bowling for soup and now the temporary host of round ball rock joey divine hi it's me i'm back baby uh i was not available last week for an episode of round ball rock uh because i was in mourning over the marquise chris trade yeah um (laughs) You've been despondent. <laughs> yeah, as always. Oh, I forgot to even say my name. I'm your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. I'm here with Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad I'm out of the, the pressure of the hosting seat. It was exhausting. It's tougher than you thought, right? Was, Dave really yeah. left us holding the bag. It was awful. It, it felt like <laughs> to host a podcast, you got to be like a fighter pilot. You're making like 21 decisions every minute. Right. Yeah. In fact, I would say Mark Marin is making more decisions per minute than fighter pilot. That's true. Like, like, like he's he's got to know who who are your guys. Are when you... do I ask? When do I ask for the Lorne story? Do I do it now? Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> are we good? Uh, you got. You're constantly asking yourself if you're good or not. Uh, he like goes to ask a question, and he's like, "Wait, that's from Glow." Um. <laughs> Unlock Sean, the gates you? and then he crashes. Uh, 
I'm all right. I was up in the Bay Area this weekend, but now I'm back. Congratulations Very on exciting. being back. I did some shows. Uh, saw some amazing things. I will tell you, like, the weirdest thing that happened. So um, they do comedy at the Uptown Club now, Joey, in downtown sure. Oakland. And uh, so they do it on the – the Uptown has, like, a big stage. Uh, I mean, they can have, like, bands and stuff there. But they just do the co- comedy out on the patio. So I was waiting in the big room to go on, and this woman just like was just striding into that big room from the bar and just shouting into her phone, uh, just like I, I don't know what she was narrating or who she was even talking to, but she again shouted into her phone like right by this comedy audience, uh, and just <laughs> she said, "Honey, when you see the size of this room, grab your dick and stroke." And she said that, and then immediately... Oh, my God. Yeah, like, horrible. And then immediately left the room. Was she talking to Corbin Smith? She might have been talking to Corbin <laughs> Smith, host of Take It the, or Break It. <laughs> which is a podcast we were on last week, so listen to that. Yeah, babies. we would have put it on the feed, but I think I didn't actually receive an MP3. I'm not... That's not a criticism. I'm just explaining not, I'm not trying it's to okay. I don't think we put the last one on, and he did also send us an MP3 for that, too. Oh. Um, anyway, that was some besides, behind the scenes. What did we talk about on fans. Take It or Break It? We mainly talked about the team photo the Houston Rockets took at the beach. Yeah. but uh, We also talked a lot about um, move, weird movie stuff. Oh, yeah. like That was weird. Uh, that's for Take It or Break It. <laughs> we um, only but, want movies but, where animals play basketball. Uh, but before we get to our show today, which is the first of our division previews, Sean. It is. I'm I'm excited. Uh, uh, basketball is basically fucking here God, already. It's so crazy, right? <laughs> Training camps are two weeks away. That's amazing. A lot of those position battles, right? Oh, yeah. So many guys have gained weight, dude. It's going to be so tight. So many fucking pounds of muscle. So, so <laughs> sick. I wonder, I, I wonder if... Um, oh, God, I can't think of the guy's name now, but the guy who used to do Muscle Watch, who's now the GM of the NBA 2K Grizzlies team. Oh, uh, Lang Whitaker. Yeah, Lang Whitaker. I wonder if he's still allowed to do Muscle Watch or... If he specifically has to like look at like NBA 2K Muscle Watch, yeah. What if? What if? I mean, I guess it probably depends. On, what if they randomize the story mode like that? <laughs> it's like, like, sorry, you only put on eight pounds of muscle this summer. It's no, but I, no, but it, like he has real players, you know. So it's like, I don't know. Did Moody gain gain some weight in the off season? You know what I mean, <laughs> or whatever that guy's. <laughs> Two, oh, yeah, so two he's... buckets, two dope. <laughs> One of those. I don't know their names, but <laughs> so he's oh he's so he has like actual human beings playing two K that he's managing. Yeah, God, that is so weird. He uh, drafted them. He drafted them, Sean. It seems like a career shift, doesn't it? I mean, I'm sure it's a fun job and everything. Uh, it just seems like. I mean, it's probably it's probably interesting and weird, and he gets to do what he wants. But it seems like such a hard left turn from being like authoritative uh, <laughs> NBA writer and like magazine editor. 
Lang Whitaker's cool as fuck, dude. He is cool. Hey, if you know Lang Whitaker, Lang, or if you're a listener, Lang, we want to have you on the pod. Tell us what being a GM of that computer team is like. All right. um, But most importantly, we've got some plugging to do here at the top. Fantasy teams. If you haven't named your fantasy team yet, you want us to name it for you. We'll do it for a dollar. Just a dollar per team. Just Venmo at Joey Devine and uh, tell us tell us some stuff about your team. We have some. We're, we're uh, behind on basketball. We're done on football. Um, we came up with some good football names this last time. Um, I don't have them on hand though. Do you remember any of the ones we had, Sean? Uh, yeah. Hang on, just a second. I can pull them up. Uh, here, say say something else, and I'll pull them up. Uh, also, well, while you're doing this. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod or email us uh, at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Um, also, again, get ready, get those pocketbooks ready. Our Patreon will be going live the day the season starts. So, uh, very excited. If you feel like giving us money, we'll take it. Because, uh, but we're going to have a lot of good stuff. We'll have. Bonus episodes, possibly some video content, merch that uh-huh. will come to our patrons. It'll be really good, I promise. Yeah, we're gonna have some good stuff. Uh, okay, so we had these are some fantasy football names. Uh, uh, I'll just pick a couple of these. Uh, Breeze nuts with a Z. Uh-huh. Uh, when the Levian breaks. Uh huh. Um, Stephen King's fits. Uh huh. The Levian bell and the butterfly. Um. Uh, burn after breezing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, lucky no. <laughs> this was very strange. Lucky number eleven. Uh huh. Because well, he had Melvin Gordon. Um. And then uh, I now I, I now, now pronounce you yeah. Cam and Larry. That was that's the closer. So, uh, um. So that that's the kind of quality you can get for your donation. Yeah. Um. But more importantly, Sean, the reason we're doing this podcast today. We got breaking news. We do. <laughs> this is maybe the biggest news in round ball rock history. Like these, these two news stories together, I think it's our biggest news day ever. It feels like we may have somehow willed this to happen. Both of these things, I think. Right. Uh, um, yeah. But like... the first one, uh, LeBron eats ass. It's official. Uh, uh, he, should we he, play the clip? He revealed it on Ellen. Play the clip. All right, you're going to put on a blindfold, and you're going to lick a mystery item, and you're going to let me know what it is. a kiwi before well i thought no i no listen the first thing that came to mind i thought it was ass <laughs> so uh we definitely had lebron as an ass eater though there was no question i he thought wasn't. he did i thought he did but yeah who's has who's like has any athlete publicly boasted about their ass eating in this public uh, manner i'm not this public no but i definitely i mean Blake Griffin's doing stand-up now. He might have some bits on ass-eating. Oh, that's um, probably true. 
Do you think Comedy he like pretends he's on tonight. Tinder? <laughs> Comedy by Blake, which was at uh, was it in L.A. a club in L.A. Yeah, I believe so. I don't know which club though. Yeah, um, um, I don't know if Blake has been passed at the store yet, but I believe <laughs> he's allowed to perform in the belly room at the comedy store. Uh, the improv he has been passed at, and Laugh Factory. You know he he he's gonna need to to do a couple more bringer shows. By the way, uh, I heard. I mean, if you are a Blake fan, I heard there was gonna be some industry in the audience, so. Uh, Blake might be looking at uh, some offers from managers, so it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, good for him. He's gonna um, do. He is gonna do. He's too late for Bumbershoot, but I think I think he's gonna do Bonnaroo. <laughs> um, we are way off track though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need LeBron. to take a victory lap here for LeBron eating ass. Um, you heard it here on this podcast first, probably, or on Take It or Break It. Um, but. We, we've been saying LeBron eats ass. LeBron eats ass. Just ask Ellen. Play the clip again, in fact. I'm so happy. The first thing that came to mind, I thought it was ass. <laughs> he thought that key. Oh, we should have. We maybe should have set up the clip a little bit. Uh, he's blindfolded. Ellen is feeding him a kiwi, is putting a kiwi in his uh-huh. mouth, and he has to decide what it is. And then he says kiwi, but then he's like. First, I thought it was an ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what if Ellen had put an ass in his face? Like, if, it, if she was, like, maybe, like, a deep Kobe fan or something <laughs> like that. And he was like, yeah, you're going to guess what this is? Yeah, LeBron, tell me how my ass tastes. And then, like, he oh, he pulls the blindfold off and she's just dancing. Yeah, she's just like, Kobe! <laughs> Okay, Sean. So yeah. here's a question I have for you. Yeah. Who's the next NBA star to reveal? Because LeBron's a trendsetter, obviously. Yeah. So I'm. Who's gonna... the next player who's going to reveal that they eat ass and on what program? Like what platform? Okay. Um, I feel like Draymond Green might accidentally reveal it by like tweeting a DM or honestly like doing like like eating ass on Twitch. But I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to do it as so much of a reveal. Um, I kind of think it's going to be a, a, like a jealous Kevin Love trying to act like he didn't need LeBron. Like he was eating ass before LeBron got to Cleveland. He's going to keep eating ass now that LeBron's gone. And the way he's going to reveal it is uh, he's going to just get very emotional at an NBA like reading his fundamental event. He's going to be, like, addressing children and just break See, down into that. I think I know. I think Lonzo Ball is going to reveal that he eats ass in a Kyle Kuzma, like, Instagramming <laughs> on, a, like, a comment of a Kyle Kuzma Instagram. So he's going to out himself, but it's not, it's not going to be, like, in the form of, like, a diss track. Yeah, he'll he'll just be like Kyle Kuzma will post a picture of himself like dressed up or whatever, and then Kyle and then Le- Lonzo's gonna be like, "Hey, I eat that ass," or whatever. And it's gonna be like, uh, "Yeah, it's gonna be great." Yeah, um, big ass, ass eat, big, eating ass is for big ballers. 
I guess. Oh, for sure. Although Lamar I don't definitely eats ass. Yeah, I think so. One hundred percent. Yeah. In fact, of that family, I would say Lonzo's the least likely to eat ass. Who do you think has eaten the least ass? Is it Lamelo? I'm going to withdraw that question. <laughs> I was going to say he was in like a Chinese prison or whatever. Oh, so my God. I don't know. I'm just, um, I wonder if anyone's. Other... Well, oh, oh, do you know who's not going to, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You go ahead. Well, uh, there's there's I'm jumping ahead with this a little bit. There's one NBA player who will not be jumping on that bandwagon. And that is Jonathan Isaac. Well, uh, we'll get to that later. Okay. We're going to get to that. I want to talk about something else. First. Okay. Okay. Look, since the Marquis Chris trade, again, listeners of Round Ball Rock know that uh, we have a particular. Um, there are certain people that we sort of obsess over, and Marquis Chris is one of them. The main culprit of the person that we uh, obsess over, though, is Don Nelson. Mm hmm. And Don Nelson this week made news, and it felt like between this, the LeBron ass-eating, and Marquise Chris getting traded, it felt like I had possibly, like, wrote the NBA news this week. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I was guest writing the NBA news. Um, Well, it, it also, a lot of stuff has involved players you have strong opinions on. You yes. know what I mean? Like, like, like somehow Bruno Caboclo went to the Rockets? Yeah. Like, where we'll kind of hear about him all year? Yeah, Bruno <laughs> and Marquise Chris are on the yeah. Rockets. Along a team with we Brandon have to Knight. talk about a lot. And Brandon Knight you hate. <laughs> like, like, it's not yeah. even, like, players you have neutral feelings about. <laughs> it's stars or villains, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, and of course, the greatest coach of all time, uh, my personal hero, uh-huh. The only man I keep a picture of in my wallet, Don <laughs> Nelson, which I do. Yeah. I have a Don Nelson basketball card in my wallet at all times. Yeah. Uh, Don Nelson came to the Hall of Fame dressed as a cross between Colin Farrell in Michael Mann's Miami Vice and John Voight in Michael Mann's Heat. Yeah, that's an excellent description of some guys who like. But the other, the thing that was different about it, I would say, is that because Nelly is like seventy-eight years old now, uh, mm-hmm. seeing someone look like the level of kind of tired and whipped those two guys look um, mm-hmm. is like youthful for a seventy-eight-year-old. Oh, Don is not tired. Don looks like he's going to live another 70 more years. Oh, my God. He, like, what, a, what a magnificent man. He is the greatest. And <laughs> something that I really liked about it is him showing up looking crazy at the Hall of Fame. Appeared to make... It seems like we're getting a, like, a, like... You know, the NBA blogosphere, if you will. The... Uh-huh. The Michael Jordan stands. The, the Twitterati. Uh, the Twitterati. Uh, the, the kings of the rings with seven Zs saw this picture of Don Nelson, and it all clicked, and they all suddenly switched to the side I've been on my entire life, which is Don Nelson is a treasure to the NBA, 
and everyone should love him, and he's underappreciated. I mean, when you say that's fair, <laughs> I mean he's the greatest. It's like okay, the reason people will complain about the Warriors making the NBA uh, like like boring because their title seems assured. I get it, but you're like fundamentally misunderstanding what the NBA is about. It's just like it is not about the team who wins the championship. Like that's yes. not the point of the league at all. And I feel like Don Nelson is a very interesting guy who who like loves basketball, mm-hmm. but like mainly because he likes like the relationships and uh, you know like trying out his crazy ideas. But I don't think. Do you think it kills Don Nelson that he didn't win a championship as a coach? I don't think so at all. I don't think all. he cares at all. Uh, <laughs> I think he liked getting like the wins record, but part of that is because he's passing people he like li- like his peers. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not doing it for the record. He wants to like be ahead of George Carl and Lenny Wilkins. <laughs> you know, his well, and his also, coworkers. And also specifically when he got the wins record. Uh, that Warriors team was maybe the worst Warriors team of my lifetime. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I take that back. The 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 Prius and Richardson Warriors were worse. But um, oh yeah, uh, like I think I think the low point is has got to be like pre well pre ninety nine two thousand yeah 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 right yeah. at when they come out of that because that that half year where they trade Sprewell, it's like a terrible team but just the whole year's weird and then oh it's bad but anyway that team had like young anthony tolliver i know it's weird to imagine anthony tolliver as a young man a man now. who was born <laughs> at least 26 years old right yeah uh it was rookie or steph curry it was a checked out monte ellis <laughs> Like Devin George, it was like a really depressing team. It's like dudes where you're like, like, like because if the Warriors didn't have to be that depressing, because they could have just like held on to people like Al Harrington and just been yeah. like, yeah, McKay, like, and Matt Barnes. Like instead, they just traded for the most depressing players possible. Like get AC Law, Corey Maggette. Yeah, let's trade Jason Richardson, probably the most popular warrior since Chris Mullen, for Brandon Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, look every that, time. All that every, aside, every time Don the, here's something about Don Nelson. He succeeds much more when he follows his own whims, and the problems that Don Nelson ran into was when he ever tried to be like traditional. So yeah. he's like. He's like, oh, I'm really killing it with this like three guard lineup, but uh, you know maybe we should have some size. I'm going to trade Mitch Richmond for Billy Owens. So it's like, ah, oh, immediate disaster. And, and then uh, he does it again. <laughs> the Mitch Richmond for Brandon Wright trade. He, he like I mean, replicates Jason it. Richardson. It's like the same trade basically. Yeah, but but he uh. also <laughs> he also even does the second generation incremental thing and trades Billy Owens. You know, Billy Owens is on the team for like three years, and his third year, Billy Owens were like like gets it together. He's playing well with Spreewell, and then they trade him for Ronnie Cycli. It's just like, oh god! Like, excuse me, Sean, show some DJ, respect, DJ. 
DJ DJ Roniold. But the reason I brought up that team is because those guys were so happy for Don Nelson when he set that record. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that he was happier to see those guys happy than to actually get the record because that season had been so depressing. And he was so checked out by that point. He was in Hawaii in his mind the whole year. (laughs) The thing about Nelly is, though, it feels like it's, like, rare that Nelly's been real down, you know? Like, like, do you ever remember, like, oh, Nelson seems depressed. Like, never. I think Nick's Nelly was maybe a little depressed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably really terrible. But it was very (laughs) brief, too. Um... He's like it's also, great that he like seamlessly kind of just gets him out of gets himself out of things scot free too. Yeah, it's that's the that's classic Nelly. <laughs> when he goes to when he goes to the Warriors, uh, he like just ditches his Bucks contract, and they're like, okay, you can leave, but uh, you definitely can't be a coach or a general manager for two years. And Nelson's like. Yeah, 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 I'm just buying a minority stake in the team. And then, like, three months later, he's the general manager. And, like, three months later, after that, he's the coach. And then the Bucks just don't say anything. Like, it's just like, hey, he did. He wriggled out of that one again. Here's another great thing about Don Nelson. Uh, he spent his entire career ripping, like, getting every single penny out of the worst, cheapest owners in mm-hmm. the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it's... Senator Horb Cole, uh-huh. <laughs> Chris Cohan, yeah, uh, uh, Larry, uh, James Dolan, oh, James Dolan, excuse me, uh, uh, Mark Cuban, Ray, and yeah, Chris yeah, yeah, Cohan yeah, yeah. again, and now he's this, <laughs> he's spent that money. He sued three of those people too. Uh, he's won to get all, every won dollar all of them. <laughs> Everyone um, he wins. Also, and, somehow he. Won a like six or seven million dollar lawsuit against Mark Cuban, uh, and Mark Cuban, uh, his son, remained one of the higher paid GMs in yeah. the NBA throughout that whole thing. It's amazing. Uh, and what did he do with all that money? Uh, he he now uses that money to grow weed in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, so fucking yeah. He, he runs an Airbnb. Not even an Airbnb. He runs a B and B. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just a... <laughs> he has two properties, two full farms on one <laughs> island. All I know. Look, I'm declaring it right now. Hall of Fame Nelly is the official mascot of Ramball Rock. Oh my god! You know what I was thinking though? Just seeing his like nice, healthy tan that. Like physically, he's very similar in like in like he's he's like the opposite of Trump. He's a force of just goodness and light. Yeah. But in like in like everything where Trump is false and cheap, Don Nelson is like genuine and giving, and he he's actually good at all of his jobs. He's a good yeah. real estate investor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he won Bill Russell, Bill Russell's last title. That's true. That's true. On an um, amazing shot. <laughs> um, he he gave us Anthony Randolph, the former mascot of Rambo. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> now, do you feel uh, like do you feel like like 
Clay Thompson is maybe the spiritual son of Don Nelson. He kind on of the is. Warriors now. He kind of like he plays that game, and yeah. Here's the only thing, though. Uh, Clay Thompson, I think, would actually kind of frustrate Don Nelson <laughs> with his inability to dribble. Yeah, I th- like like little things like that would probably bother Nelly. I think. Yeah. Um. Uh, what you know? It, but I did think there was like also part of that Nelly revival, obviously inspired by him looking like the greatest American in the history of the United States. Uh, was also that uh, there was a, a piece about Nash, Nash and Nelly, and basically it was all about how one reason the Mavs let Nash go is that he just wouldn't shoot enough, mm-hmm. and that Nelly was constantly like. Like, I, I can see you shoot, shoot 25 times a game, shoot 30 times a game. And it wasn't yeah. really until he switched teams that he really started, like, running shit. Well, but, and uh, even D'Antoni used to say Nash doesn't shoot enough. Yeah. Even when he was winning MVPs. Well, and that's why um, the, the I think it's the 2003 Mavs are surprisingly good, even with Dirk out with a knee injury. And part of it is that... Nash just like realizes he has to take over on offense, uh, but there's a there's a couple stretches in those Mavs teams where it's like about as unstoppable an offense. Like it's it's too bad Chris Webber got hurt in 2003 because the Kings and the Mavericks were in the middle of like the most entertaining second round series of all time. Oh yeah, that's the one Walt Williams comes in and scores like a million points and then Nick Van Axel also does. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like two incredibly intense fast offenses just bombing on each other, yeah. Um all right. Now let's talk about the other story. It sort of feels like I made up. Uh yes. Devin Booker hurt his hand. We all know how much I hate Devin Booker. Uh so there was, there was uh, a, yeah. Uh, so initially, he posts an Instagram of himself in a cast, and there's a story that he had to have surgery on his. Is this his non-shooting hand? I don't know. Just I don't care. Um, <laughs> but he's. We uh, just talked about Nelly and how the basketball is not the point. Basketball, yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever he hurt, fact, he hurt himself. In fact, if you that, yeah. that's a book I want to write. <laughs> uh, if you're a book publisher out there, you want to give us a deal. Uh, it's called. Basketball is not about basketball by Sean King and Joey yeah. Vine um, and I'm... Dave Schilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, special guest editor, <laughs> temporary author Joey Devine. <laughs> um, I'd, but I'd, yeah, yeah, I want to. I'm just not going to care about people guessing about how long people will be out for injuries. Maybe, no. maybe in the playoffs when it actually matters. But during the regular season, it'll just be like. All right, that guy's gone. He's back soon, maybe, you know. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, Devin Booker, so he hurt his hand. Uh What was he doing while hurting his hand, Sean? Uh, I believe he was riding a bicycle. Uh, Well, he Instagrammed himself. (laughs) He was riding a bicycle. It might have even been a unicycle, frankly. I don't (laughs) – Bill Simmons was claiming it was a unicycle, so it was definitely a – it car. had like four he was or driving. Five wheels. Yeah. <laughs> That's how wrong Bill Simmons is all the time. Um, uh, but he Instagrammed himself on a bike, riding it with no hands. And then, like ten minutes later, there was a story about how he needed hand surgery for a broken hand. Like, yeah, 
So <laughs> a lot of people have the theory he fell off a bike. Mm-hmm. I actually have a different theory. What's that? I think he broke his hand in that fight in that elevator with Tyler Ulis from earlier in the offseason. Oh. Remember he was punching guys in an elevator? That's right. He, the Solange Knoll. <laughs> Wait, is it because did, did Tyler Ulis cheat on Beyonce? Is that what we're saying? No, they were fighting. Him and Tyler Ulis and some other guys were fighting some other guys. Okay. They were on the same side. Oh, okay. Um but to, because to me, the only way you usually hear about a broken hand is when some guy punched a guy. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Uh, but what we can definitely say is the Suns and Devin Booker are claiming this is just an injury from last season. And there's zero chance that that's true. Uh, Ryan McDonough said he, he had injured it last season and then it swelled up because he was playing pickup basketball. Yeah, okay. He was he was picking himself off the ground after a bike crash. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we know this because Monte Ellis, did he claim to hurt his ankle in a pickup game first? He did, yeah. Yeah, and then it turned out he was uh, on a moped. He right? was on a moped, yeah. Um, and then the Warriors kind of capriciously benched him for a really long time for that. It felt like. They suspended him for half a season for lying. Yeah, that... That seemed extreme. It seemed like that was maybe... the beginning of the end. Yeah, that was the, the point. I wonder if that was the point when like the league started actively trying to push Cohen out. No, that's before because that's the season Baron Davis leaves. Uh. That is signed. That's the first Maggette year, the Corey Maggette year. <laughs> anyway, we can't talk yeah, about yeah, old yeah, sorry, Warriors sorry. basketball. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but are there some things Devin Booker? He does kind of remind me of Monte Ellis. I'm t- he could he could follow that arc. Well, and that's what we're going to get to, <laughs> Sean. I'm going to ask you. Yes. What does Devin Booker have to do to become the next Monte Ellis? Okay. Well, first of all, um, the the Suns will be bad again this year. Let's just get that out of the way. They well, need... yeah, they didn't have a point guard, and they were planning on their uh-huh. point guard being Devin Booker. Being Devin Booker, which like, means... Probably not coming back. Yeah, and also is... not his position. <laughs> not really his all. position. This was like his year to do it. And, uh, you know, like, I don't know if the ball handling was going to be fantastic anyway with the non-broken hand. So, uh, anyway, with the Phoenix, Phoenix is going to draft a franchise point guard, and that will alienate Devin Booker. Uh, then he needs to marry a police officer mm-hmm. uh, in about a year and a half. And uh, oh, you're forgetting about really oh, intense back, back tattoo. Yeah, really got to get a super <laughs> really intense, intense back, back tattoo. tattoo. Uh, Devin Booker <laughs> might have a super intense back tattoo. <laughs> He's already there. Uh, and then he needs to be traded for the most racist player in the NBA. That needs uh, to you... be the deal. You also forgot about uh, sexually harassing a uh, oh a team staff an employee yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm gonna say for the purposes of this it can also be just someone who works at the Talking Stick Casino I'm gonna mm-hmm. feel like they're part of the organization <laughs> for sure yeah 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 oh my god and I feel like the 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 Bay has had a lot of these people Jeff Kent uh. He, well I mean he... the best NBA let's be honest though the best NBA. <laughs> Uh, injury 
uh, Vlad, Vladimir Radmanovich <laughs> lying about a snowboarding, snowboarding injury. Well, did you see Andrew Luck also did that? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Lying about injuries is tight. People should do it more. Um, also, yeah, what are they going to do? Also, people, well, I mean, Learn you know, the truth? I mean, you're forgetting about the best Bay Area weird injury, though. He didn't lie. But if you remember right, Rich Harden, former A's pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, hurt his shoulder and was out for a season hitting news on his alarm clock. That's amazing. During I mean, spring training. It's so It's so incredible. Um, well, Jeff Kent broke his wrist or something when he was doing wheelies on a motorcycle. Oh, he was washing his truck. Oh, yeah, he was washing <laughs> his truck. Uh, just, just the funny thing is that his injury happened in front of a lot of people for him to come up Claim with that he was lie. washing his truck. It's interesting uh, because uh, I think if that hadn't happened, he would have been on the Giants longer. Which and, SF Giant pitcher hurt himself cutting frozen hamburgers? Oh, that's Jeremy Affeld. Yeah, that uh, was also a funny he injury. Also, he also blew out his knee uh, when his when his extremely large two-year-old son just jumped into his arms from the couch <laughs> unexpectedly. And his knee was buckled. that was his son Drake LaRoche? <laughs> he's like he's like I think I think he's just like a normal kid who happened to be really big at that point and uh <laughs> He um he told the team, but he lied to the public because he didn't want to embarrass his son. So that was that was a, a good su- that was a sweet lie. Jeremy Affelt has like almost killed himself in the craziest ways too. He's been hit by a line drive when he's just in the dugout too. Um, <laughs> these are all very specific <laughs> Bay Area weird sports injuries, yeah. and you know what I want to do. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, oh, right I now, love it. I want to hear your favorite weird athlete non-sports injuries. Call us up and tell us what they are. Yeah. Our Google Voice number is this. Three, two, three, six, eight, two, zero, three, four, two. All right. Our next story, Sean. Yeah. Uh, the Timber Bulls are... We're one away from getting full Timber Bowl. <laughs> yes. Uh, our man, the man who boxed me out one time, Tom Thibodeau, oh. <laughs> has collected Lou Aldang, finally. Uh-huh. Uh, he signed Lou Aldang. All he needs is Yoakim Noah. Do you think he's going to get Yoakim Noah? <laughs> I mean, everybody was joking about that, and I was like, he's not going to get Joachim Noah. And then I was like, no, the Knicks are going to buy him out. Like, they'll just, yeah. they'll just buy him out before the season starts. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, they're trying to get him to give up a little more money. That's all. Yeah. Um, and I and think he's going to go anywhere. I also think he is going to go to Minnesota. <laughs> like, shouldn't he, shouldn't he do that? Where else should he go? Like, like no I mean, one else Lakers, really. He kind of fits with the Lakers' weird. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Lakers' the, weird the, the Lakers from of people. The, the steez they have going yeah. on right Team now. Team Weed. Yeah. Team Weed in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say, it's like, well, doesn't it seem like he and LeBron don't like each other at all? And I'm like, well, isn't that how LeBron and Lance Stevenson and Rayshon Rondo feel about each other, too? 
One would think. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think I think I think he might. I mean, the Lakers do have history of uh, liking guys who say who call referees gay slurs. So yeah, I feel uh, like he's that is one thing Joachim Noah has <laughs> and Rajon Rondo. Uh, I bet I bet he's gonna be like, man, I just want to live in Prince's neighborhood. I'll play for free. <laughs> Here's my question about Lou Aldang. Uh huh. Is he good? It's unclear, right? It's hard to say, but also I don't think there's any reason to think he isn't good necessarily. Because I I almost think the Lakers just benched him in part because they would have been really screwed if he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And they then they couldn't get rid of him. Uh, I think he's good. I don't I don't know if he he's a four though. He's definitely a four. But he was yeah. he was good in Miami. I think. He's yeah. really smart. Um, I don't but he know hasn't if he played re- basketball in two years now, basically. Yeah, but I mean, that's he's still <laughs> like, I mean, I think he's still practicing. Well, I guess not, but he's got to be like working out with a trainer all the time. I don't know. The Lakers just sent him away. Yeah, but uh, I bet Lou <laughs> Dang is in great shape. Don't don't Danny Ferry it up. <laughs> I will not. I will not let you. <laughs> Um, he might be bad. He's old, but I kind of <laughs> think that I kind of think that uh, I bet he kept in shape. And also, uh, if anyone could have used like a year and a half of rest, it is Lou all dang. You know, after playing for Tabato for so long and like yeah. playing through a back injury, like this is like you know sometimes you see like a veteran pitcher come back who had arm problems and all he had to do was like let himself heal you know and then he could come back and play he's like he's like a video game character mm-hmm. where you've held the turbo down too long yeah and just kept holding and it. if you're tom thibodeau that means uh duct taping the turbo button down you know, <laughs> like, so it can never be let up um so I guess we'll see if Luol Deng is still good. I mean, I'm guessing he's probably still as good as Bielitsa. Uh, That's would, who he's replacing. Yeah, I I think it kind of depends on how good his outside shot is, which is not like traditionally a strength. But I think he is like okay now, and I don't know. Seems like he'd help their team. All right, should we get to our yeah? Let's get to division this. previews. Yeah. All right, we started. Look, listeners, I'm going to be honest with you here. We started with the division we wanted to talk about the least. So we are going to be extremely dismissive of this division because, boy, is this division terrible. Yeah. Uh, It's the Southeast Division. Yes. Sean, you wrote a little intro for this division. Do you want to walk us through it? Yeah, I I thought we should. I think we should match up the six NBA divisions to the six archetypes of the human personality the cast of friends uh, because you know what the nba is always there for me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but when, when the rain starts to pour yeah it doesn't make that much difference because they play indoors which is great also adam adam silver and i once uh danced around in a fountain together yeah that was weird <laughs> yeah that it was happen? pretty fun though yeah <laughs> And also, briefly, uh, Kelly Olynyk uh, sported the Rachel last year. So that's... <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so of these divisions, I, I've decided that the Southeast Division is the Joey Tribbiani because all of these teams are dumb. Um, we're going to learn about the Hawks revamping their new arena, which has barbershops and restaurants. All Joey Tribbiani ever cared about was a recliner and food. Um, and Joey never had a serious romantic subplot. None of those teams has a remote chance at a ring in this whole division. Mm-hmm. So, um, And also, if you look at some footage of of old episodes of Friends, uh, Matt LeBlanc's clothes fit him very similar to uh, Michael Jordan's everyday wear today. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of loose denim. Um, what's the G League in this situation, Sean? Uh, that is Paul Rudd. I don't remember what his character's name is, but he's you know, <laughs> like a little extra, um, and he's get it's getting more respectable. Yeah. Also, just for transparency, we're going to do some over unders with these, uh, and the over under numbers we're using are by Westgate. Yeah, the Westgate. All right, so let's start with the Washington Wizards, Sean. Mm-hmm. Last year they went forty three and thirty nine which was good for eighth in the East. They mm-hmm. lost to Toronto in round one, four to two. Yeah. They had the 14th best offense and the 15th best defense, which is considerably <laughs> mediocre. Um, <laughs> and their division odds are five to seven. So big favorites is what that means. Okay, and we'll do the over-under at the end. Yeah. Um, so coming in, or actually I'm going to start, leaving the team... They're saying goodbye to Marcin Gortat, the Polish Mike, Mike Scott, and all his emoji tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Lawson Hopefully forgot he was on the sponsor. team. Didn't you? Yeah, um, Tim Frazier, uh, DNP Ramon Sessions. That's his and position. forward Chris McCullough. <laughs> uh, coming in, replacing all those guys, we have center Thomas Bryant. Guard forward, the 15th pick in the draft, Troy Brown. It's a bust name. Uh, forward, <laughs> Jeff Green. Guard, Austin. The Boston Rivers. <laughs> and, at, of, of course, their new starting center. The most annoying man in the NBA. Dwight Howard. Yeah. It's Dwight Howard's team now. So, Sean, <laughs> my question for you is... If you add Dwight Howard, Austin Rivers, and Jeff Green, uh-huh. is this considered a good offseason or a great offseason? <laughs> and the weird thing is, you look at the guys who left, and you're like, I actually think this is going to make them a significantly stronger team. <laughs> they seem a lot better. I mean, for like, sure. I mean, Gortat was good with these guys, but. Uh... I kind I kind of feel like Dwight is going to be more useful. Isn't Dwight a better version of Marcin Gortat, just all around? Well, I mean, ever since the time when they played together in Orlando, and Dwight Howard played in front of Marcin Gortat, I don't know if there's, I don't know, Gortat has like a little more offensive capabilities, but I kind of feel like you don't really need that from the center position here. You need to be able to but like, isn't get that the ball. Only... But isn't that only because Gortat will set a will be in pick and roll without complaining and demanding the ball in the post? Uh, I think they're just not going to give Dwight 
the ball. Like I think I think at this point <laughs> if he pouts like whatever, they'll just bench him and play Markeith Morris at center, you know, or like mm-hmm. you know, like Jan Mahinmi, uh, bless his heart, uh I don't think we'll be complaining about whatever they use him for. <laughs> but uh you know, they they need a guy to like set picks and get a lot of rebounds. And I think Dwight can probably do that. And also, like, the problem with adding Dwight is that he makes all the guys on your team, like, hate each other because he's mm-hmm. so terrible to be around. But these guys all already hate each other. I'm going to be honest here. Um, I really think they need to make Jeff Green the captain of this team. <laughs> Which, if someone is saying <laughs> that, that is not a good sign. Well, but, think about it. Think about it. Like, okay, Bradley Beal can't be the captain. No. Markeith Morris can't be the captain. Dwight no. Austin, unthinkable. Kelly Oubre? No way. Uh, John Sadoransky. Wall? John Wall is the only other possible choice, but it seems like you shouldn't have the captain, like, openly feuding. Have you seen what he looks like right lineup. now, too? Do you remember his picture of USA Basketball? Picture. Yeah. <laughs> He looks uh, like like he's, he's high over and homeless. <laughs> uh, I do think John Wall has to be the boss of the team, but uh, I've, I've, I firmly believe that uh, if if things start to go south for this team, um, I could I could see John Wall finding his way to the Phoenix Suns. Jeff Green's got to be the captain. <laughs> he's he's got to stick. He's got to stick this team together with glue. And uh, hasn't he uh, had the most stints? Hasn't he had the most postseason success of anybody on this team? One hundred percent. He also almost died. Like, uh huh. Jeff Green's got to be the captain. Uh, he and, uh-huh. he and Otto Porter can bond over being, you know, somewhat disappointing swingmen from Georgetown. That nonetheless made gigantic amounts of money in the NBA. I don't know if that's being fair to Otto Porter. Or isn't the jury still kind of out on Otto? Yeah, they are. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I feel like if you'd watched the first two years of Otto Porter's career or Jeff Green's career, you wouldn't be like, definitely that guy will make over $100 million for his career. <laughs> All right. Um, so my next question for you, Sean, uh-huh. is... Uh, Will this team fight another team or themselves first? I think I would have said themselves until they acquired Austin Rivers. <laughs> well, that walks me into a theory I have about okay. why they acquired Austin Rivers. Yeah. Um, fa- very famously, in fact, Disney made, it a mo- made a movie about it. Herb Brooks, the coach of the Miracle on Ice hockey team, uh, purposefully was a huge fucking asshole to the players. And his whole idea was, I'm going to unify the team by making them all fucking hate me. Yeah. And And I think that's why you get Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers, look, Dwight is a much more objectionable person than Austin Rivers uh-huh. in the aggregate, but he still is pretty good at basketball. 
where Austin Rivers is just as annoying and also bad at basketball and a ball hog. But also uh, kind of a perfect fit for this team. Like, like, like he's like exactly what they need off the bench. Weirdly. Like, it feels so crazy. And they obvious, obviously all these guys were available for a reason. But the Wizards just constantly just get their asses handed to them every time the starters leave the floor and mm-hmm. now it's like I don't know and and like they can just play really small too because they're going to have like three guards I don't know I think I think Austin Rivers playing defense off the bench and just not being Tim Frazier Raymond Sessions or Ty Lawson is just like <laughs> A spectacular upgrade, despite him being really annoying, overrated, and overpaid. Uh, Here's a question for you, though, Sean. Yeah. Why does why <laughs> why do they hate Thomas Sadoransky so much? That's weird to me. Because Thomas Sadoransky, <laughs> when John Wall got hurt, mm-hmm. the team started to love each other, and mm-hmm. it was because of Thomas Sadoransky. Yeah. Yeah. And then they refused to play him in the playoffs. They were like playing Ty Lawson. Like, what is the deal there? I don't. It. He must do one specific thing that Scott Brooks just simply, like, just makes him insane. <laughs> like he. he <laughs> what do just, you think that is? Because uh, I was thinking of a basketball thing, and now I'm like, he's like a whistler. I think he, you think like, he like I think he whistles bites his fork when he's eating. <laughs> I, could, I could see that. Uh... <laughs> um, <laughs> he's trying to. I don't know. Maybe he maybe he made him eat some traditional food that was that was very unpleasant, and Scott Brooks has never forgiven him for that. Um. All right. My next question for you, Sean. Mm-hmm is uh, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. The Mystics lost in the WNBA Finals. Does this trend mean the Wizards will make and lose the Conference Finals? Joey, I gotta say, it wouldn't shock me, but I don't think they do. I don't I don't <laughs> think they beat the Celtics or the Raptors, but I could see them beating anyone else in the playoffs. The Sixers? You can see them beating the Sixers? Yes, I definitely could. Wow. I just think uh, I like um, that bold bold prediction. The thing is they play so when they get hot, they're they're like as good as anyone. You know what I mean? Like they're not consistent enough to beat a good team for a seven game series. But uh I can see them basically getting hot enough against a team like because sometimes Philly has a little trouble scoring. You and... heard it here first, Sean. <laughs> Likes Dwight Howard more than Joel Embiid. <laughs> Thinks he's a better player. Look, I'm, a better person. <laughs> what you know? What happened? Um, I really believed in that team, and then I started thinking about that first game Ben Simmons plays in Boston. When those, <laughs> when those white people start yelling asshole. at him, he's just not going to end. He's never going to be able to deal with it. Just a bunch of like real sunburned. Rich, obnoxious white kids. They're kind of racist and like pretty drunk. And they're going to say something or wear a profane t shirt or 
you know, make an ethnic or sexual slur, and then Ben Simmons is just going to retire from basketball. <laughs> um, okay. Because <laughs> a dude uh, named fucking Sully. <laughs> my final question about this. This is... Okay, no, this is not my final question. This is my second to last question. Is uh, is this the weirdest game you, you've ever like encountered in basketball it's the weirdest wizard team the the strange thing is that this year's lakers are in the contest like they're weirder these the, the lakers are weirder the, because sure. this at least like makes it kind of happened or, sense. well it happened organically <laughs> but the lakers <laughs> and it and it was so intentional it all happened so quickly and they this let is... like good players go to sign those weird players. <laughs> it's really odd. Like they chose like Rajon Rondo over Julius Randle. Well, we also the the combination is so strange that we constantly talk about this Lakers roster and just forget that they still they had a player last year who couldn't leave the state for road games for a significant part of the season. Could only play road games in the state of California. And then they brought him back and and everything else has been so strange that everyone's like, Yeah, you know, he he proved himself that one year. When he when he wasn't on house arrest, he was pretty good. All right, Sean. Who's most likely to get traded on this? John game? Wall. <laughs> That's uh, real funny because I think it's easily Markeith Morris. Oh my God! I'm sorry. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. The correct answer is Markeith <laughs> Morris because I don't think John Wall is going to ask for a trade. Like I could see it being kind of a challenge. Like Markeith Morris, something could happen and he could be on the block. By like, here's Halloween. the thing about John Wall. I think he's untradeable. Because his deal is so big? His contract is insanely large. He's on a Supermax. Yeah, but that's that's why he has to go to somewhere like the Suns. <laughs> but it's like $40 million a year. I don't know if Robert Sarver is putting that, put, is uh, allowing that. He just signed the Devin Booker deal. Yeah, um, but, but I just mean like, <laughs> yeah, when you when you have a bunch of young and cheap dudes, like... Like it, it just doesn't matter that much, because because like four roster spots are going to be, you know he yeah, if they trade just, for John Wall he gets to dump T.J. Warren and whoever you know sure yeah. I just don't think the Suns' young guys actually aren't that cheap because they were all such high picks. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like Goran Dragic is like making like six million dollars this year. Wait, who who? Oh, Dragon yeah, I said Goran, Yeah, I said Goran Dragic. I meant Dragon Bender. Why I said Goran because I... I was looking at our next team. Well, and I was also um... thinking about him because I'm like, the re- I, I just feel that all troubled point guards spend some time in the Valley of it's the true. Sun. Any anyone that can't find a home, yeah, that's all. That's that's the real reason I think so. All right, and uh, this year for our be bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Are we still going to use that same drop? We are. We absolutely are. Okay. The, <laughs> He's well, fighting uh, soon. Canelo, be bold. <laughs> uh, Canelo, be bold. Uh, we've got a theme for this year's be bold predictions. Oh, oh, actually, I thought these were two separate things. But oh they could no! Be... Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? You're right. Yes. Let's do two separate things. Okay. All right. Canelo, be bold. My be bold prediction for uh-huh. the uh, for the Washington Wizards. Uh huh. I'm I'm being real bold here, Sean. Yeah. Three seed in the East, baby. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm so into it. I have so much. This team is so weird. I have to have faith in them. Yeah. Uh, my be bold prediction: three mm-hmm. All Stars. <laughs> Beal, Wall, and uh, either Porter think... or Dwight. I can see Dwight do it. Like, like, what if he's? What if the? You know, he's really famous. He's really famous. Um, okay, so Embiid's going to be one of the centers, but, like, is is any other center a lock? Like, Drummond made the All-Star team last year. Like, eh. I'm, tr- I'm, like, racking my brain thinking about, and, you know, Porzingis is hurt. Like, I mean, I have an idea, <laughs> but I think it'll ruin one of our previews. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm, I'll say it anyway. You ready? Hassan White. Lopez, <laughs> All-Star, baby. Oh, Rob, what'd you say? Brooke Lopez All Star oh, baby. Oh fuck yeah. I love it. Uh no, but I think I think Otto Porter actually. I wouldn't be shocked. Cause he, he was he's been very accurate shooting the three the last couple of years. That's a that is a bold prediction. The East is really shitty. <laughs> um all right. And now for our last question. Mm-hmm. The ass eaters portion mm-hmm. of our uh does Gilbert Arenas eat ass? I don't think he does. Oh, I think he 100% does. Really? I think Gilbert Arenas was eating ass, like, before he lost his virginity full on. <laughs> I mean, he's he's intense. I just feel like, because I remember he, he, like, doesn't sleep in beds with women. He he like he he like goes and sleeps in another room or sleeps by himself and he brought a gun he pooped in a shoe he eats ass dude yeah yeah I guess you're right like no he just feel like <laughs> someone would have dared him to at some point yeah all yeah. right um now finally over under forty five and a half oh, I mean forty four and a half what do you got over. Definitely way over. over. Yeah, this is a, I bet big on this. I think. <laughs> I, I think this is like a straight lock. I'm maybe. like I'm very surprised <laughs> because when you think about it again, look, I can understand listeners not being blown away by the assemblage of talent on this Washington Wizards roster, but wait till we get to the next four teams in this division. <laughs> Who they will be playing a collective sixteen games with? <laughs> All right, your like, next yeah, team yeah. is <laughs> basically. If you put the over there, you're basically saying like, in their normal games, they have to be slightly worse than five hundred outside of the Southeast <laughs> Division. Also, um, look, this team is either going to be the three seed in the East or be the worst team in the league. Like, there's no middle ground here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, they'll, they'll be, they'll, yeah, they'll be the three or the four, or it's all, or, like, they have to trade everybody. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're going to catch fire, or they're going to be burned down for the insurance money. Which, you know what? Here's what I'd do. I'd bet the over big, and then I'd hedge your bet 
on Scott Brooks first fired. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. You basically <laughs> covered every possibility there. Um, all right. Uh, your next team is the Miami Heat. Last year, they went 44-38 and 38 mm-hmm. for sixth in the East. They lost to Philly in the first round. They had the 22nd best offense and the seventh best defense. Their division odds are seven to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said goodbye to Luke Babbitt and Dwayne Wade? Question mark? Yeah. Still unclear. <laughs> and uh, incoming, they just have a white a white guy named Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at if you look at him, we'll put a picture after we post the episode. But he is a real Duncan Robinson looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so my first question for you about the Heat is. Uh, is there any reason to think this year's Heat team will be any different from last year's? I I think the answer is no. Like I like some of the guys will be a little bit worse, and then t- I mean I guess they'll have Dion Waiters. They could be a little <laughs> bit better, but I feel they like should... they'll be exactly the same. <laughs> um, we should get Dion Waiters on that uh, Washington team. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> they could make that happen. Um, yeah, I don't really see anything different here. I mean, even Wayne Ellington came back. Like for some reason, they managed to do some kind of salary cap trickery that allowed them to keep Wayne Ellington, and everyone was like kind of pumped. And everyone everyone likes Wayne Ellington, but also people were kind of like it also kind of seemed like maybe Wayne Ellington would want to aim higher. Um, I mean, Dwayne Wade is coming back for sure, right? He's not going anywhere else. It's either Miami or retirement. Yeah, and aren't they and basically I think he holding, wants to play? Aren't they basically holding a spot for him? Yeah, I mean, they didn't acquire any other guards, so and he played last year, so I mean, I guess Waiters is coming back, but no, I mean, why wouldn't he just come back to the Heat? <laughs> like, like even if he doesn't play, start the year and retire and have Dwayne Wade day, you know. But yeah. also also they'll probably make the playoffs, maybe. I think they're more likely to make the playoffs than not. And then the the East is really bad. Yeah. Wade can play like thirty games and then he can play in the playoffs and Yeah. I I feel I, like it would be very surprising if he was actually gone though, right? I don't see any reason why you'd be excited about the team either though. No. Because even even when you look at their ranks, okay, they're 22nd in offense. Could they be better than that? Yeah, like a little bit. But they kind of don't really have any great offensive players. Yeah. And then their defense is 7th. It's probably not going to get that much worse than that either. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Josh, I really think Josh Richardson is legitimately a pretty good player. Uh, mm-hmm. Like good well, defender. Well, Goran Dragic is really good. He's mm-hmm. getting old. Though. He's getting old. Um, and it seems like they Pat Riley like mind trick Hassan Whiteside basically. Um, like he. I mean, like Hassan Whiteside was. He was saying a he was dick unhappy. in the playoffs, though. Yeah, but I'm saying after the season, the Heat were just like, all right, we'll put him on the training block and see if anyone makes a trade offer, and then. Now have just told Hassan Whiteside, like, I don't think anyone wants you, so Well it's funny you say that because my question is uh-huh. will Hassan Hassan Whiteside ever get traded? 
I mean, he feels like a guy that's going to be on the block forever and then get traded when there's like two months left on his deal. But yeah. I just I just can't imagine the scenario when you think Hassan Whiteside's going to be like the missing piece of anything. Um, I mean, the Knicks could do anything, dude. Oh my God! Yeah, I could see some. <laughs> I could see some weird like home run pass, but like Stephen Adams gets hurt. And the Thunder are yeah. just like, oh my god, we we need a big man. Um, yeah, couldn't you see Hassan Whiteside for like Enos Cantor's expiring contract, something like that? Or I could see, I could even see him like near the end of his deal, coming off the bench in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next question for you. This is boring. Uh, this whole team, this boring, this, this team is so, is so boring. boring. This team is yeah. so fucking boring. Uh, uh, you you have a theory about Udonis Haslam. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, uh, they re-signed Udonis Haslam inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Old, old Udonis Haslam. And my belief is simply that he's the only one that's been around. And, like, I'm sure every member of the Miami Heat is under an extremely elaborate and binding uh, non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, Pat except Riley for made him sign. You don't well he's a player, so he can't sign one and he knows all the dirty shit that has gone down. Like from all the moves they made to get Shaq to all the stuff that happened when <laughs> Chris Bosch and LeBron James came there and you know, Udonis's price is that he gets a two and a half million dollar contract every single year as long as he can still walk and he's like allowed to sleep in the film room. He's gonna coach the Heat someday, right? I mean, he kind of. It it reminds me of, you know, they. I guess Juwan Howard. I never really noticed the moment when he stopped being the fifteenth <laughs> man on the Heat and then was like the coach because uh-huh. he'd be inactive for games, so he'd be wearing a suit, and then like at one year he was also a coach, and all he had done is like moved one seat further. Because mm-hmm. I think he still probably practices with the team about the same amount because he's, you know, he's like a position coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Udonis Aslam, welcome. Welcome to the coaching staff. All right, Sean, what's your be bold prediction for the Heat? Canelo, be bold. Uh, my be bold prediction. I'm going to be I'm going to be really bold. Josh Richardson, all-star. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? I just think he might get a lot of shots this year. I mean, I could see it, I guess. Um, I think he might be. Here's what I could, here's what I could see. The, the path to this is he becomes the darling of some analytics focused person or like Zach Lowe writes a, does an interview with him and people start to notice all the little things he does and then his scoring average goes up to like 17 a game or something uh how many and then somebody is gets Tyler hurt Johnson gonna have by the end of the season? oh my god uh, seven I don't okay because <laughs> Udonis is back he could knock out one at any practice I mean my I have a similar prediction but it is much less bold than that uh-huh. yours okay and it is Goran Dragic 
Two-time All-Star, baby. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. So he made it last year, but he was actually like the 19th All-Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after LeBron started injuring all the guys on his team until he could get <laughs> his ideal roster. <laughs> the NBA Finals were nothing. He just wanted to beat Team Steph. And uh, um, he beat those guys into the ground, made Giannis, made Giannis injure poor Christophs Porzingis. All right, my final question mm-hmm. is: uh, Does Pat Riley eat ass, Sean? Now, now the, my question is: Did it did it come up? I don't think we've talked about it. We talked it's, about the Showtime Lakers, but I don't think we got to Riley. I think we might have, but I still think we should do it again. <laughs> I think Pat Riley's a no. Huh. He's very old. He's Pat old. Riley is yeah. so much older than you think. He's he older is. than you think. He was <laughs> Yeah, he, he was... was on the all white team that played the <laughs> Glory Road team. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> so he is at least seventy years old. And probably 74, 75. I think Pat Riley seems like a guy who likes things to be, like, real clean and neat. I understand that. I feel like he's also, like, too much of a control freak. I understand all of those things. Uh But lived in L.A., lived Uh in New York, lived in Miami. Yeah. Well, I mean, Miami, I just feel like it is way too humid to be all that into it. I don't know. Miami's an ass town, baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like he, he still has those uh, Kentucky values. The thing is, though, you know, every time this comes up and there's any question about, like, anyone who was tangentially involved with the Showtime Lakers, it's yeah. like, I would just believe anything about yeah. those guys. Like, I just... <laughs> like, like you could tell me that that Magic Johnson had sex with... Uh, Bell, Biv, and DeVoe, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I could see that, and I I wouldn't even think it would make him gay. Like, it's just... <laughs> it was um, the forum in 1986. Like, it, they were just... It was cocaine everywhere, and yeah. All right. All right, all right uh, so the over-under <laughs> for the Heat, uh-huh. 41 and a half. God. I'm gonna say this seems like a stay away to me. <laughs> oh my god, does it seem like one? Um, uh, forty-one and forty-one seems about right to me. I'm gonna say I think they're gonna win forty-two games. <laughs> but the thing so is, like, you're taking the over. I'll take the over, and I think they might even win forty-three games because again, well, we're gonna get to the rest of this division. <laughs> um. Well, you know what? Let's uh. Mark that down, Sean. Okay. I'll take the under because I don't, I okay. don't feel that strongly about it, and we'll okay. we'll try and remember to uh, see who won these when we go head to head. Oh yeah. Um. All right, our next team. Fuck, man, the Charlotte Hornets. Last year they went thirty-six and forty-six, tenth in the East, thirteenth best offense, sixteenth best defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, their division odds are fourteen and one. I mean, fourteen to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said goodbye to Dwight Howard, Michael Carter Williams, Danny Larue's favorite player, Travion Graham, 
coach Steve Clifford and food blogger Rich Cho, their GM, mm-hmm. they brought in coach James Borrego, GM Mitch Kupchak, uh, guard Devontae Graham. Uh, I'm sure Daniel Rue's next favorite player. My favorite player. <laughs> Forward Miles Bridges, who is tight. Bismack Biombo is Bismack Yakko, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> and guard. This is the weirdest shit in the world. Tony fucking Parker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I kind of think that's, you know, when they say like worst signing of the offseason, they're usually talking about giving someone too much money. This, I feel like this is the worst season of worst signing of the offseason because like, as much as I'm not really that invested in late career Tony Parker, <laughs> this is like the shittiest place he could have gone. <laughs> I just don't get it at all. <laughs> like, I guess he's getting more. I guess they're paying him more than he would get somewhere else. But like. What are either of them thinking? <laughs> I know what Tony Parker's thinking. What's that? Uh, college town, baby. Oh my god! He's yes. gonna have he, he's gonna have sex with so many codes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have sex with dookies. He's gonna have sex with demon deacons. He's gonna have sex with fucking he's gonna be fucking all the way up tobacco road, baby. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> You're completely correct too. Uh remember when those um two Panthers cheerleaders had like a lesbian makeout session in a bar bathroom? Tony Parker's gonna find both those girls. He already knows their names and numbers. <laughs> He's going to um, relentlessly hit on Steph Curry's mom, too. All right. my Oh, that's trouble. All right. My next question, I, my first question, I guess, is uh, is Kemba Walker getting traded? Yes. Yes, Ooh. he is. Yeah, they're just going to do it. He only has a year left now. Probably should have traded him last year. but Yeah, when they could get something? Yeah, but they'll, Cause... They'll, they'll trade him. They'll. I don't think they'll do it. Until they're absolutely panicked at the last minute, but yeah, they're going to be like five games under five hundred, and they're going to trade him, and it'll be like a bunch of—I don't know. Maybe they'll get a pick or something. It, they won't get anything good. <laughs> Where's he going to go? Like the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks already ruining their cap space by getting Kemba Walker. Yeah, and then they just—and then they just keep him. <laughs> Uh, all right. I like that. Uh, Buyout, Noah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's getting traded. Oh, they're just going to ride it out. I think Michael Jordan is too gun-shy for that, and then it'll be he'll get traded in the offseason after draft for, like, the 18th pick. Uh. Um, all right, my next question <laughs> is, could this team sneak into the playoffs? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they could. It just... It's a bad conference, and a lot of the fun teams will still not be like, like is this team? I always say to myself, like, is this team really worse than the Chicago Bulls? And I'm like, no, no, they're not, not at all. 
<laughs> I think they're better than the Bulls, frankly. I mean, Kemba Walker is one of the ten best players in the East. <laughs> he is. <laughs> you know, like, I, he's not going to continue to be. He was not going to have one of the ten best careers, but right now, <laughs> hell yes, he is. Um... How many wins will it take for them to make the playoffs? We could have... I'm trying to think how many teams are definitely going to make the playoffs in the East. And it's like... It's like six, five. Six? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's six teams that will definitely make the playoffs. But then... <laughs> uh, I think you need... I think you're going to need 39 wins to to get the eighth seed in the East. I but don't you even could, think it's that much. You could do. Oh yeah, you could have. I think have... we're going to see a 35 win team make the playoffs. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> could be tremendous. <laughs> um, and then right. they beat the Celtics. <laughs> my next question is: Is there a single player on this team? That you have a strong opinion about. I think I wrote down that question before I remembered that Tony Parker was on the team. But <laughs> uh, but now, I mean, so but besides him, no. Uh, I feel pretty strongly about Miles Bridges. I think Miles Bridges is going to be really, really good. Oh. Not this year, but I into the future. I don't think I've seen him play basketball. I think I've just read about him. He dunks really, really hard. And, you know, he's a forward from Michigan State. Those guys always uh, have good NBA careers. Um, I think I think that might have been where Adrian Payne went, though. Well, other than Adrian Payne, who was a literal rapist. Ooh, yeah. Well, that's also a very Michigan State kind of thing. <laughs> um. My next question, Sean, is whose marriage is Tony Parker most likely to wreck on this team? Um, I'm going to say Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I don't know that he's married. See, but, I'm... <laughs> but... I think it's easily Michael Jordan's. Oh. <laughs> like, do you, think, do you think he'll do that by seducing Jordan's wife or luring Jordan into divorceable behavior? Both. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a two-front attack. He just wants to watch the world burn and then jack off into the fire. <laughs> uh, and whose injury is he most likely to scoff at? Uh, that is Michael Kidd. That's Michael Kidd. Possibly Nick. <laughs> no, Nick Batum, he's like going to be like, don't worry, no, you did, don't be mean to him. He is French. <laughs> um. All right, and my final question uh-huh. is, will a highlight of the 2018-19 season for the <laughs> for the Charlotte Hornets be trading away Dwight Howard or tricking the Clippers out of two second-round picks? Oh, my God. Um, I think it's tricking the Clippers. Me too. They're going to they're gonna miss that... Here's the problem, like like Dwight at least made you feel something. You know? <laughs> like none of these guys like register, you know. Again, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. 
and that's what I feel towards the Charlotte mm-hmm. Hornets. All I, right, I think and... Jordan's going to have to step it up this season. <laughs> he's he's going to have to go to more games. He's going to have to like start, start. You know what? It's time for Jordan to get back to bullying. You know what? Who cares what the Who do you want says? him to bully? Um, well, I think maybe like I think I would like to see him maybe tamper with other players in a negative way. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if that's even illegal if you're trying to tell team tell guys like I don't even want you. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I would like that. Uh but yeah, if he's gonna if he's gonna inspire somebody on the team, I think I think maybe getting Frank Kaminsky to embrace like his inner Lambier. Like thug it up, Frank the Tank. That's what I'm thinking. Alright. What's your be bold prediction? Canelo, be bold. <laughs> oh my be God. Uh my be bold prediction, it's not really that bold. I think Nick Batum is gonna miss thirty games. <laughs> my be bold prediction is we will only talk about this team on this podcast three more times uh, all year. That's that's the over under you should bet with this team. <laughs> uh, under baby. <laughs> all right. And the question: Does Cody Zeller eat ass? I think he does because of the way he plays ball. Yeah, he's he's yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. On and that you know one. what? I don't think it makes him soft. I think it just makes him a distributor. You know, eating ass is cool. The plus um, minus is really high for any sexual partner that's with Cody Zeller. Although he, you know who, he's not personally impressive himself. He just makes the team better. You know who does not eat ass, though? Tyler Zeller. That's the difference. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. You're, they're over-under is 35 and a half. What do you think? I'm going over. I think they're going to win, <laughs> but it's another slight one. I'm thinking, like... 38. They're not good, but they're not, like, nobody's terrible on that team, right? Yeah. I mean, some I mean, again, they were perfectly mediocre last year. Yeah. But they did lose Dwight Howard. They did lose. It's possible Steve Clifford is a better coach than James Borrego. That's, like, a question mark. I have not, I have no opinion whatsoever on Borrego. Right, he's yeah. like a Spurs. He's yeah. a Spurs guy. I don't know. I just think the the organization in general uh, doesn't give a shit. So it's probably going to be hard for the <laughs> team to like really gear up. Uh, I'm also taking the over. I think. Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> it feels like they've had two years in a row where the team is again perfectly ordinary and average, and. Uh, and then, like, does get Their a break or does doesn't get a break. That. Yeah. Um, the thing I do think they have a chance at is having, like, I think they could have, uh, if, if guys stay healthy, I think they actually could have, like, maybe the 10th best offense in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Now let's get real sad, dude. Oh, here we go. The Orlando fucking Magic, baby. The worst franchise in the NBA. Uh, their last year they were twenty five and fifty seven, mm-hmm. which gave them made them fourteenth in the East, twenty mm-hmm. fifth in offense, eighteenth in defense. Their division odds are fourteen to one. Oddly, the same as the Charlotte Hornets. It's public money goes to Orlando. Um, all right. <laughs> Outgoing, they said uh, bye-bye to Bismack B. I-bye. Uh, 
Mario, the Block Mamba, Hazonia, has gone uh-huh. off to New York. Aaron Aflalo is gone. Mo Spates, playing in China. Uh-huh. Shelvin Mack, gone. Rodney Purvis, gone. Jamel Artis, gone. Frank Vo- Vogel's evil twin, fired. Wow. And they brought in Steve Clifford, Mo Bamba, Justin Jackson, mm-hmm. not the one that was drafted in the lottery. The one that was Jarell drafted, Martin, yeah. <laughs> uh, Timofey Mozgov, mm-hmm. Jerry and Grant, Emil Jefferson, Isaiah Briscoe, Melvin Frazier, and Coach Steve Clifford. Wow. That's a lot of roster turnover. It seems worse, though. It doesn't seem better. That That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, Mo Bamba, but, but I don't think Mo Bamba's going to be very good next year. I Is don't there, think like, that... a rule they could only have one Mo on the team? Yeah, that, it, there are a lot of, like, very parallel moves <laughs> going out. Uh... Uh, I think Steve Clifford is the one thing I will say. Mm-hmm. I think Steve Clifford is a much better coach than Frank Vogel. That's probably true. And I think um, he's got a fresh slate with all these guys. Um, yeah. But we'll we'll get to this. Um, can we talk about the first question, actually? Yeah, I'll ask it. Yeah. Is this the worst backcourt in the league? It's DJ Augustine, Jerry and Grant. Evan Fournier and Wesley Owundu, who's like a second round pick, I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They also have small forwards Jonathan Simmons and Terrence Ross. Yeah, it feels like they don't have any guards. Uh, like, like no, like DJ, Jerry Grant is not good. <laughs> no. Um, he's been dumped by the both the Bulls and the Knicks. Fournier seems like he's okay, but he's just been on the Orlando Magic so long, and I think it's, like, he he just has to leave. <laughs> he has to get out of there. Um, but, yeah, those are those are terrible point guards. And, unfortunately, you have a team where all of your most promising players are power forwards or centers. Well, that's the other thing. They also are insanely deep at... Center and power forward? Yeah. Yeah, they've got... I mean... Nick Vucevic. They're not, like, deep at center as much as they're just, like, wide. (laughs) (laughs) But they have Nick Vucevic, Uh Timofey Mozgov, Mo Bamba, Uh Aaron Gordon, Uh uh, our favorite uh, villain, our favorite Uncle Drew villain, Aaron Gordon. That's right. Coming off of his (laughs) success... Um, Jarrell Martin. Yeah. This is fucking, this team's fucking weird. Yeah, and then our guy, abstinence man, Jonathan Isaac. That's right. Did you want to talk about ab- uh, yeah. his abstinence, so he, abstinence advocacy? You know, I, I was going to go after my man, Jonathan Isaacs, because I thought he, he made, he said something about how school should have more abstinence education. Mm-hmm. But then he said he didn't want abstinence-only education and that schools should teach about birth control. And at that point, I'm like, fair enough. You know? Like, I don't think it's, so, I don't think it's so wrong to... Yeah. Anyway, I, I, thought, know, I thought he was making more of a... Sex is cool. 
it's funny that people on Twitter, that's like a lot of his responses have been like, I don't know. And Jonathan Simmons is like, great that it, Jonathan Isaac is like, great that it's working out for you. Uh, just want a different path for the, I thought it would be a more annoying story than it was. And I'm just, I just feel bad for him because he, he preached that sermon last year and none of his teammates came. Yeah. Uh, uh, he played a rookie season and he didn't play really. Just got horribly injured, um, and now he's trying to be like really religious and a team leader. But it's like he kind of has like they just gave a four year contract to a guy who plays the same position as him. Yeah. Um. You know he'll get to play a lot. The problem is that like the the whole goal of the season should be to play Aaron Gordon and Bamba and Isaac and like see what you have, but they're going to be hurt if if all three of them have to play together at the same time. Yeah. But I mean like <sighs> I guess is Aaron Gordon playing the 3 going to be so much worse than Terrence Ross at that spot, you know? <laughs> Here's a question. Um is he trying to be the anti Dwight Howard by being like pro abstinence? Oh yeah, instead of uh knocking up the cheerleaders on the team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And Sean, do you want to tell your joke here? Oh, uh, oh, is this uh, the right? Oh, yeah. Is <laughs> should he really be talking about abstinence with a team that is so that struggles so much to score? Hell yeah! Uh, Good joke. They're gonna be. They could be the worst offense in the league. I think they're gonna tank. This is tanking. Yeah, and I guess they like Aaron Gordon's there for it, or maybe they think they're just like a guy away, or I don't know. Uh, I don't understand what Aaron Gordon is either, though. Like, I don't know. He's a movie star. He is a movie star. (laughs) He's kind of like forward Devin Booker, but without even the track record of, like, an NBA skill that Devin Booker has. Well, he, he lost both the dunk contests, right? Yes. So he's he's 0 for 3 in dunk contests, and he plays for the Orlando Magic, but he's famous. That's like, all of these are bad, bad <laughs> indicators. Like, All right, let's, go, let's run through Whatever. This all right, yeah, what's, what's your, be bold, Sean. What's your be bold prediction? Canelo, be bold! Uh, my be bold prediction is that uh, they, they just run Aaron Gordon out there at point guard. Like, why not? Is it really going to be that worse? Just let him, just let him bring the ball up. Uh, my be bold prediction is that Terrence Ross is going to be fucking awesome in fantasy basketball. Oh, okay. Because uh, like he's the only guy who can shoot on this entire team. And he likes to put up shots, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Our ass-eating question is, has Betsy DeVos had her ass-eating? This is a no, hard no. Hard no, yeah. Yeah. She's in like a Big weird no. money cult. Um, yeah. Uh, but I do think Jonathan Isaac grudgingly supports ass-eating as an alternative to premarital <laughs> sex. Grudgingly. Their over-under is 31 and a half, which is too high. Way Take the too under. high. What, what do people think is going to happen there? <laughs> I think they think Clifford's a good coach. I think he is, but like, he's 
I don't think he's under any pressure to win this year. And like, why would you? Like, it's terrible. What a bad, bad team. All right, the Atlanta Hawks, twenty-four oh. and fifty-eight, good for fourteenth in the East. Oh, hold on. Tw- what? No, 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 keep going, keep going. Sorry, <laughs> you said hold on. No, uh, I just, I need to just, just do the do the arrivals before the departures this time. Okay. Um, twenty-sixth in the uh in offense, twenty-first in defense. Their division odds are seventy-five to one. That's they're, that's low. Yeah. Uh they're over under twenty-three and a half. Oh, sorry. I don't normally do that part. Sorry, we'll talk about that later. But they brought in Trey Young, Jeremy Lynn, Alex Lynn, Justin Anderson, Guard oh sorry, Dunk Champ, Vince Carter, Kevin Herter, Amari Spellman, and some person named Jalen Adams. Boy, <laughs> Sean, do you want to go over who they who left? Yeah, hang do you on. Have that Sorry, I, d- <laughs> I got so bummed. I just uh... <laughs> you just quit writing. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's it. Hold on, I have it right here. Uh, yeah, let me do who's who's leaving. It is uh, leaving Dennis Schroeder. Uh, the Moose, uh, one of one of the best rappers in the NBA, Mike Muscala. Mike Jaws, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm Delaney and uh, Isaiah Taylor. Uh, this the source says that Dwayne Dedman left the Hawks. He did not. He came he back. He did maybe. not. Dwayne uh, Dwayne Dedman is there. Um, uh, he has a broken ankle though. Oh well, there goes two wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is this is the worst team in the NBA, right? Yeah, I think they probably are. And I, I don't know though. Orlando sucks. <laughs> you know how I know they're the worst team in the NBA though? What? They're bragging about the stuff they did to their arena already. Oh, yeah. So No longer Phillips <laughs> Arena. What's it called? State Farm Arena now. Yeah. Great. Whoa, always good when you can name your arena after uh a brand that is so closely connected to a player you don't have. You famously, yeah, you famously ruined your franchise. <laughs> Everyone uh, knew you should have drafted him too. Uh, so the state of Farm Arena, some things they released a release. Here's what they said: Yes, its amenities will include a new state-of-the-art video board system. That is three times larger than the current one and the third largest in the NBA. Uh, they also have uh, rapper Killer Mike's Barbershop, mm-hmm. a courtside bar, Zach Brown's Barbecue Restaurant, a fantasy golf area, club lounge and premium seating areas with couches and cabanas. Mm-hmm. Because the problem in is Atlanta that the most Atlanta shit ever though. It feels it feels like it. It feels like someone was like, you know, no one no one's really gonna pay attention to the game no matter what. So here's this. Bragging about having the third largest jumbotron is like the saddest thing you could do. <laughs> it is like the arena equivalent of that time that all five Hawks were named player of the week. <laughs> 
it's it feels like it's like the arena version of that Thad Young graphic. Oh yeah, that Thad Young graphic. <laughs> where, where he's, he's like one of five people all the time. Yeah. Thirteen point one points, like six point two rebounds, like so specific. Yeah. Um Sean, would you get your hair cut during a basketball game? No. <laughs> I mean I mean, granted I'm white, so it's it feels like it's like a different thing. Like it's funny it's I do think something about barbershops and LeBron's barbershop in particular. One thing that I don't relate to is like wanting to have a conversation at all when my hair is getting cut. Yeah, like, agreed. It's just like it's never get the experience of like, oh, your friends are there and you're all shooting the shit with you and the barber. It my experience is always like, I, I always have like an inconsistent person cut my hair. Sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're not, but it's always like always a conversation about how. I live in Los Angeles now, but I didn't used to. Right. Yeah. Here's another problem I have with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fucking Atlanta. Embrace black people. Like, stop half-stepping it. You're saying no fantasy golf. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, yeah, we're going to have Killer Mike's Barbecue Shop, but, I mean, uh, uh, Barber Shop, but also... Zach Brown from the Zach Brown Band barbecue <laughs> restaurant and fantasy golf. I got they got to lean into it because if Killer Mike gets a barbershop, LP is Cold Stone Creamery. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Reunite, run the jewels on um, the food court. All right, so my real question here now uh-huh. is: uh, Will there be a Lin Sanity Insanity crossover? I feel like they should make a video, and Jeremy Lin is a terrible actor, though, unfortunately. But shouts to everybody at Fresh Off the Boat, anyway. Um, I don't think he's, like, good in, like, joke things. Mm-hmm. Um, but neither is Vince Carter. Yeah, that's true. He's, Vince he's Carter just... is also a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen him try to get fouled. Um, it's not convincing. That's my real question. Here's the one basketball question yeah. I actually want to ask. Uh, shouldn't someone good want Kent Bazemore? I think this is an an emphatic yes. Like, like he gets paid a lot, but not not like that much. You know. Yeah. Um, and he's he's good. He's like he helps people, and also Kent Bazemore is the rare guy you can add uh, who will just fit in pretty seamlessly. Yeah. The only time he's been bad is when he's had to like be a creator and dribble the ball just because there was no one else on the team but like what but yeah what an easy guy that every team in the league can play in the final five minutes you know yeah um agreed uh i'll get to kent page more with my be bold prediction you go first so be bold john canelo be bold Okay, my be bold prediction is that Kent Pismore does not get traded and Dwayne Deadman also does not get traded. Interesting. Uh, my be bold prediction is uh, Kent Pismore is traded to the Rockets for the same exact bullshit garbage they just got back for Ryan Anderson. <laughs> so, so you're saying <laughs> Brandon Knight is achieving his destiny by being the backup point guard for the Atlanta Hawks? Uh, no, he's going to get waived immediately. Oh, but does the ride get a chance? 
No, he also gets waived. <laughs> does he get a Does he get a chance to work at the barbecue restaurant? Possibly. <laughs> is, he, is he banned from the arena immediately? <laughs> Look, the ride we are two years away. I'm telling you, from him starting a massive brawl that goes viral on Twitter in a Filipino basketball league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that is his destiny. It has always been his destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, embrace it, baby. Uh, all right. Uh, clearly, Jeremy Lin does not eat ass. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, he's very religious. Uh, clearly, Vince Vince Carter does, though. Right. I think I think he certainly does. Does Killer Mike eat ass? Uh, yes. I think so too. Think Although it's closer than you think. I think it is because closer. of his assist- association with the NRA. That's true. Uh-huh. He said, you can take this ass out of my cold, dead mouth. <laughs> All right. So that's our division preview. But mm-hmm. we're not done previewing the divisions, baby. Uh, as has been pointed out before by multiple people who are fans of our show, we're not exactly good at analysis because mm-hmm. we are uh, comedians. But... Luckily, we do know people who are good at analysis. It's time for our podcast with uh, within a podcast slammed up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ledoux. Take it away, guys. This is Slammed Up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ledoux. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Oh, hello. Welcome to the Slam Dump podcast. Uh, the podcast within podcast. It's uh, within a podcast and the Round Ball Rock, and you're listening to the podcast. So we're going to preview the uh, Southeast Division. Uh, I'm Brett Slamson. I'm here as often with uh, Randy Ledoux. Hi, Brett. Hi, hi, Randy. How how are you doing right now? Uh, it's pretty good. I just finished watching Damnet. Oh yeah. Uh, what did you think of that? I've read some blogs about it, but uh, I I don't have a Netflix password anymore. It's not stand up comedy, but I liked it. It's very good. Hmm. Uh, well, I learned a lot about uh, um gender issues. Uh, well, I'm going to ignore those, Randy, like I normally do, and talk over you as often. Uh, let's just get started right away, uh, talking about this Southeast Division preview. I'm very excited about it, but first, uh, we do have a sponsor we want to talk about. It is Sean Bradley's Erotic Cinema. It's a new site. It's out there. It's, uh... Very pretty, uh, hardcore pornography curated and found by former Dallas Mavericks center Sean Bradley. He's seven foot six, but apparently he uh loves to masturbate. I love Sean Bradley's erotic cinema. Uh, these models have amazing body composition, and uh, you know they take a lot of bites of the apple. And uh, you can actually get uh your first two scenes free. You use promo code non taxpayer mid level exception. You know what that is. We say we it. talk we, about it all the time. We talk about it all the time. Uh, so just enter non taxpayer mid level exception and get uh, your first scene free. Thank you, Sean Bradley's Erotic Cinema. So uh, let's get started with the first team in this division that we've got listed here. Uh, the Miami Heat. 
Uh, mm. Randy, what do you think about what this team did? Um, I don't consider this team a team at all because, as we, as everyone knows, um, once you get past the age of twenty-seven, you are legally dead. Legally dead, dead to us at least here on the podcast. And everyone but Bam Adebayo, Justice Winslow, and the rookies are dead. So this team should be contracted. Uh, you know, I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't think they should be contracted yet, but I do think uh, it's time to tank. I mean, uh, you know, these guys, uh, how old's Josh Richardson? Close to the age where uh, his soul will leave his body and his joints will decay. Uh, I would tank. I would tank. I would trade everybody, just try to accomplish, uh, just accumulate a lot of assets here in Miami. Uh, boy. Okay, well, let's go to the Charlotte Hornets. So, uh, I, uh, I'm looking at this team, and I, uh, I don't like what I see. I look at the roster moves they've made, and, uh, I, I think, uh, what are they doing? They, this was my least favorite off, off season uh, in this division, uh, Brett, because, um, first off, they fired Steve Clifford, whose teams always have an amazing free throw rate. Yeah, that's incredible. It's incredible what they do from the line. Mm -hmm. And that is, we called him Steve Swishard on the premium podcast. As we all know, the most important things a coach can do are get teams to have a high free throw rate and good defensive rebounding. Uh, Yeah, that that's exactly right. That's what uh, PJ Carlismo could never pull off at any location. Also, they let go of Travion Graham. And as we all know, he's the switchiest player in the NBA. He can switch everything, repeatable shooting motion, and they let him go for nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the leader of your uh, switchability rankings, your uh, SWEARs for you the can, switchiest players. You ever. can read that by subscribing to my Venmo mm-hmm. feed. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> it's just cash transactions. Every time you uh, send. Randy, two cents for his two cents. He will send one cent back to you, and uh, the commentary on your favorite team will be there, mostly in the form of emojis. But, uh, Randy, did you get a bitmoji? I did. And is it bigger than you are in real life? Oh, it sure is, Brett. The bitmoji, I have to jump on the phone to get it to work. Wow, that's really weird i can hardly picture that uh i also can't picture this team doing anything so i would here's I would... another thing i don't like hold yes. on they fired rich cho mm-hmm. who as we all know if you follow me if you fo- if you follow me on twitch mm-hmm. you know every day on twitch i do my gm Food spending rankings. You do do your food spending rankings, and people can watch you play online backgammon. I do do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a special controller for how small I am, because as everyone knows, I was an experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a laboratory uh, from the government. Uh, we've heard it before, Randy. I'm sorry. I won't bring it up again, right? Yeah, you won't. Uh, so I think the Hornets, they got to trade Kemba Walker. They got to tank, and they got to lead Marvin Williams into a uh, carousel where all people over 28 go and die in Logan's run. And mm-hmm. speaking of runs, we have another run for our sponsor. This is a great product. Uh, we're sponsored by Wet Apron Meals. So 
you know, sometimes you're so lonely, you're always eating by your house. You can barely stand to go outside because then you see other people who have human affection for each other. It makes you sad. You start crying. Uh, suddenly you're hungry. So now they have wet apron, which are small mirrors for one for people who are so lonely they can't stop crying. Uh, it's named after that because the apron is soaked, of course, with your tears. Uh, and they've got a lot of special, uh, you know, kind of sad things, things you can eat over a sink. I've heard that's where people like it. I don't try them myself because I always have, uh, I'm there with my girlfriend and then uh, my fiance and occasionally my common-law wife is there too. So we need we need more don't food. Don't forget your lover. Oh, and my lover sometimes. So, but a uh, wet apron, uh, pretty good, uh, depressing foods, like a lot of uh, overcooked meat, a lot of uh, like pudding that's already been opened. Uh, sometimes that's in there. And sometimes it'll just be like a handful of small rocks. Uh, and you can get Brett, one. I've actually used I've used the wet apron, and their pudding is excellent. I I was able to swim in it. Oh wow! Uh, I sat you... in the cup like a hot tub. Yeah. Did you were were you crying while you were eating it? Yes, because I just watched Nanette. Oh right, right. So uh, you can get fifteen percent off your first wet apron meal. Sign up with promo code Randy. That's R A N D Y. Uh, wet apron. Thank you. All right, moving on to the... We talk about Randy all the time. Well, some of us do. Some people are talking a little more than they should all the time. Uh, Let's go to uh, Atlanta. First off, I really hate this offseason, Brett. First, they traded Hall of Famer Luka Doncic. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. all know that the EuroLeague he played in is better than the NBA. Yeah, so I mean, why would you trade him? When we were recording our 2034 Hall of Fame preview, uh, each of us had Luka Doncic on the first ballot. First was, ballot. Yeah, it was uh, Luka Doncic, of course, uh, and then we also had you know uh, Aaron Gordon, of course. Those rebounding numbers you can't switchy. ignore. And so then, switchy. And then, of course, uh, the greatest NBA coach of all time. It's of course uh, Steve Clifford. He was also in that mm-hmm. Hall of Fame preview. Also, I should point out that I went to the I I'm unable to be biased on the Atlanta Hawks because I went to the same church as Jeremy Lin for a while. Yeah, that's right. That was uh during your Pentecostalist phase, Randy. Yeah, uh yes. Yeah, did you guys ever pray together? No, one time he picked me up and put me in the donation basket. Oh, that's good. He was he was a distributor even then. Uh so I'm expecting Jeremy Lin to uh, do pretty well. Maybe they can trade him for some assets. they got to just strip it down. Uh, I will also think they need to pawn Sir Foster's organ and uh, expand the barbershop to under the baskets, and uh, <laughs> maybe then they can uh, stop somebody for once. <laughs> so they're tanking? They're tanking. They're, they're driving that tank. They're, uh, they're saying, tanks for the memories. You know what I mean? They're a, they're a tanklosaurus. Someone should write a dinosaur. joke about these tank puns. Someone should write a joke about these tank puns. Absolutely, absolutely. Tanks for <laughs> reminding me of those tank puns. <laughs> oh. uh, there's one other thing I'd like to say about the Hawks. Yes. Um, which is that Miles Plumley, his contract takes up so much cap space, he should be executed publicly. That's a really great point, Randy. And uh, I heard that uh, the new new GM, Travis Sink, actually has put out a murder contract on the dark web. So uh, check that out, especially if you're looking at our uh, 9chan discussion board. We and talk about be- the dark web all the time. Mm-hmm. Contract killings. And uh, before we move on, let's go to our next 
sponsor. Uh, this is for Butterman. It's the investment service where all the burgers are morbidly obese. Uh, they say, Butterman, you just want a guy who's got greasy fingers. Um, you know, he'll never miss a stock trade because his fat little fingers are hitting a lot of the keys. He gets all the stock signals. The only thing higher than their cholesterol is your returns. And uh, they say marginal benefits are high. Uh, that's a joke, but I, <laughs> of Someone course, can say Someone write a joke about that. Yeah, well, I can, I can say that joke because i'm a uh, rockford illinois jew so it's okay for me to say that how do you feel about comedy brett uh you know i i don't really like things that aren't true and comedy has a lot of that so uh i mostly stay away from that i uh i'm more of a limericks man and uh i enjoy ziggy the the comic strip the pinhead it's the most efficient one ziggy ziggy the pinhead ziggy the pinhead no that's zippy you goddamn fool <laughs> I'm sorry. I will choke your little throat. All right. Uh, okay. So if you're interested in Butterman, you can get your first uh, greasy little bundle of investment portfolios first. You can get that with promo code Elders of Zion. That's the protocols of the Elders of Zion. We talk about it all the we time. We talk about them all of the time. Of course, we can because I'm a Rockford, Illinois Jew. By which I mean I saw the movie Yentl when I was in seventh grade. Hmm. All right. Moving on. We got two more teams left. Uh, we got the. Orlando Magic. Uh, maybe the least magical team. It was a mistake <laughs> to team. hire Steve Clifford. Why would Whoa. you hire Steve Clifford? Yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, we had him on. He was uh, one of our last selections in our 2034 Hall of Fame broadcast, uh, mainly because, uh, Randy, you had your psychic cousin run a simulation for this Steve Clifford thing, and it, <laughs> it did not look good, right? It's true. It's not looking good. One thing I do like about their offseason, though, is they definitely found a market inefficiency in that paying point guards. Mm -hmm. If you pay a point guard, it's more money that you could be spending on switchable power forwards. Oh, my God. That's a great point. I, I almost switched in my pants when I heard that. That's a great point, Randy. And, yeah, I mean, you, you've got Jonathan Simmons, you've got Terrence Ross. That's, uh, that's kind of a lot of length. That's the kind of length you see at a uh, Sean Bradley erotic cinema pick of the day. i got to say, there's, you've got more length than that. Uh, if you have that much length, it will make up for the fact that you're playing four on five. Yeah, and you discard, you start switching. Uh, you know, you get defensive position, and uh, you get a lot of bites of the apple, and then you take the entire Keep franchise. Mm-hmm. You keep the powder dry, you strip down the arena for copper wire, you know, you, you take another bite at the apple, and then you uh, move the franchise to the Turkish League, where, uh, you know, the level of play is actually higher than the NBA. Everybody likes taking bite at the apples. It's, mm -hmm. my, favorite, it's my favorite quote from The Blacklist Season 3. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's a great show. That's the best season of it. Uh, Spader only stands up twice. He's seated the rest of the time. All right, the uh, the final team we have is the Washington Wizards. Uh, but first, we got to take a, another word from our sponsors. Uh, this week, the Slammed Up podcast is sponsored by Casper Ghost Mattresses. Do you need a mattress? Do you want to not spend so much money? Well, get a Casper Ghost mattress because they're cheaper because someone died on them. Oh yeah, they uh, you're getting a you're getting a mattress that someone has left the mortal coil. It's a it's a corpse has been on your bed. And, uh, you know, they call that memory foam. And some call it being haunted by a specter of an untimely death. Uh, I call it comfortable. I got one. Uh, my fiancé ordered one. And it turned out that it was one that uh, 
my previous uh, friend with benefits had died on. So that was a, a little bit awkward, but quite a mattress. So, uh, you know, if you just want to get that, uh, you're not afraid of no ghost. You shouldn't be. You should get a great mattress. And we talk you can about get... ghosts all the time. We do talk about ghosts all the time. I'm haunted by a lot of things in my past. I've uh, met a lot of ghosts. I've been haunted by ghosts. I've created a few ghosts. And so this is the mattress for you. Casper Ghost Mattresses. Get your first mattress free, uh, and you can get a copy of the police report of their untimely murder, and you use promo code LENBIAS, L-E-N-B-I-A-S. Uh, we talk about him all the time uh, to our psychic when we, when we do the summonings. So the last team is the uh, Washington Wizards. Randy, what do you think? I love this team. All of the players are on cap-friendly contracts. And I can see nothing that could possibly go wrong. Yeah, uh, I've not seen this team play, but I uh, looked at the numbers because all players are uh, essentially just a set of statistics and contractual figures and, uh, you know, different strands of DNA that I've been secretly sequencing. And uh, ultimately, there is no free will. So uh, I'm going to pick the Washington Wizards to win the Southeast Division. As am I. All right, well, uh, that does it for Slammed Up. Uh, Randy, do you have anything you want to plug? I have to go. There's a mouse in the tiny house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll have to listen to your seven podcasts about that later. Uh, so Get I say, back! Yeah, Get so, back! So I say uh, listen back, to the Indiegogo, uh, watch the Snapchat live, and, uh, you know, follow our passenger pigeon service where we're thrown out hot takes. Uh, and that's it for Slammed Up. Uh, enjoy uh, Rumble Rock. Fuck, dude. Wow. Why? Why? They know so much more about basketball than us. <laughs> but why, why them? Why are we tied to those fucking weirdos? Yeah, they, they locked us in. We signed them in the summer of 2016 when there was all that podcast cap. We had so much cap space. Oh, man. Yeah. It was the most cap space ever. Do you think that guy got... Do you think that tiny man got eaten by a mouse? I mean... Does, does that mean we can stop putting their podcast on ours? I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, Sean. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can see I got some some stuff coming up. There's I ranked the best the best Conan sketches of all time for MSN. I'm gonna have a thing about SNL up and uh, my gallery about the best players not in the Hall of Fame on Yard Barker. Um, awesome. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. Um, oh, oh, yeah. one, oh, one more thing. Sorry, if you're in San Francisco on uh, not this Monday, but next Monday, which is uh, September 24th, I'll be doing Riffers Delight at the Alamo Draft House, and the movie is almost famous. So, oh man, that's actually going to be a fun one to riff over. Is. I I got to pick the movie, so yeah. <laughs> um. All right, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where five days ago I tweeted, if you find my wallet in Terminal 4 of Phoenix Airport and you somehow get it to me in New Jersey, I will love you forever. He thinks he's going to find a warlock to get it to him, I guess. (laughs) His identity has been stolen. (laughs) Uh, Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's never talk about the Southeast Division ever again.
like David Blaine, we got magic about to shine the world, world. Like, like static. A- a- ain't no question, man. You know we gotta have it win. Magic. Let's go. Magic. Yeah, all around the arena, it's blue and white. Hey, fans, tell me what you wanna see tonight. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.